Hey, this is Jordan Belfort, the real Wolf of Wall Street, and you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. This call is now being recorded. Welcome back to the greatest show in the universe. Online, we have Alice Little, which is an um, intimacy coach, uh, sex worker, among many other things. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. That's a pleasure. Are you in BuzzFeed or on BuzzFeed? Yes, yes, I was. Um, I was featured a number of months ago in association with some advocacy work I was doing for the local brothel. That's interesting. And you work at the Bunny Ranch, right? Yes, yes, I do. That's like a super famous brothel. That's like probably like the most famous one, probably. Oh, without a doubt. It is internationally known. People travel from far and wide to visit. It is an amazing place, and it's definitely a uniquely American experience that surely isn't to be missed. <laughs> Sounds like a holiday, like a, or Hallmark or whatever. You remember Hallmark? Very true. That's hilarious. Um, I'm trying to find the questions I have him like on social media. Um, are you going to answer a couple of questions? Or I'm not sure how fucking good, good is. Please do ask for why. Cool. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not bashing for what they say or anything yet. Um, Rob, wants to know like most valuable kinks, like what type of, uh, act or type of date command lines or commands the best premium. That's what you're trying to ask for. What's the most expensive, like, thing you can charge for, I imagine, is what you're trying to ask? People usually assume that it's going to be something extremely kinky, extremely out there, but in all reality, the most valuable experience is that of the girlfriend experience, because oftentimes I'll spend multiple days with a guest, getting to know them, helping them relax and enjoy a vacation, as if I were acting as their girlfriend. So people will only pay you to be their girlfriend, basically? Yes, I, I sometimes will joke that my job is to be that of a professional girlfriend in so many ways. You figure when I spend time with a guest, it's all about them. We're focused on their hobbies, their interests, helping them relax, kind of in a very unique way, embracing an opportunity to take care of oneself in all of their intimate needs for companionship, for sex, Kissing, touching. I mean, think about it. When's the last time you spent more than two seconds hugging someone? Yeah, people want that shit. Like, um, I gotta hug my girlfriend or something. Like, I hate fucking hugs. Like, unless I'm really fucked up. But I know, I know what you're saying that. Like, I know the vibe. That like, gives you good energy and shit for sure. But, like, I just, like, no, I get what you're saying. That's true. And, like, I think that's what like, men in particular are actually looking for. Like, they try to sound, like, brave and, like, like with the bravado of, like, I'm going to go get laid. Like, I'm, I'm going to drink this beer. I'm going to go get laid. But, like, they really just want to see or, like, the, they really just want a person, like, that they can, like, like ride through life with, you know? It really is true. It's so much about the simplicity of the human connection. Because in so many ways, as we enter this really digital world, we no longer interact in the same ways anymore. When you go out to eat, how often do you see everyone on their cell phones disengaged from the person they're actually face-to-face with? 
focused on God only knows what, but certainly not the person that they're actually with in that moment. And to me, it's tragic. It's almost like we've forgotten how to be social creatures anymore, and we've completely forgotten that. I think we should only listen to podcasts. You know, I think that would certainly be a great start because it would be something worthwhile to talk about. Not just other people, not just the news, but ideas. There's this amazing quote from Eleanor Roosevelt that I just absolutely love in which she says, small minds talk about people, average minds talk about events, and great minds talk about ideas. And I really think we need to return to that mode of communication in which we're actually sharing things, not just, oh, did you see the news? Oh, yeah, that was interesting. Okay. And that's the whole conversation, right? Like, that's just not good enough. What is your IQ? Have you ever had a metric? Would you say that one more time? What is it? What is it? Have you ever had your like IQ measured, like, or like whatever the terminology? Like, um, you see, you seem really smart. What I'm saying you're picking up a little bit. I'm breaking up a little bit. Is that what you said? Yep. I have a tendency to mumble as well. Um, what I'm saying is like I seem like a very intelligent person. Like when someone like like dumbly thinks of like a sex worker or something or, or any kind of or person like even on this planet like you seem like a very like intelligent person i was asking if you have ever had like an iq test to test oh, your uh, yeah. test your intelligence um i i have i did qualify to join the mensa society i've participated in it in the past it's a really unique group in the sense that it tends to be very intense conversations with people, which is really a lot of fun and something that I find really enjoyable. I love breaking people's perceptions of what a sex worker is supposed to be. There's nothing more enjoyable to me than when somebody says, wow, I'm surprised you do that for a living. And it's like, really? Because if we go back in time in history, and I'm talking like years upon years upon years back in history, sex workers, courtesans, were the consorts of kings. They oftentimes held very important roles within society. In Greek society, they were the educators of young boys and who taught them how to be a man, as it were. If we go back even further to Assyro-Babylonian times, we see evidence of sex workers who are also acting as priests and priestesses in the highest, holiest places within society. Throughout history, sex workers were the best of us. So it's so funny to me that people say now, oh, sex workers, so negative, so shameful. Really? Because I think that in so many ways the Bunny Ranch honors that historical precedence of sex workers being these amazing people within society that bring so much value to people's lives. Do you get a lot of hate, like, personally, is what you're saying? Oh, God, constantly. I don't even get faced by it anymore. What's some shit you What is is, is some shit some people say to you or whatever? Oh, God. I mean, I've literally had somebody rip out pages of a Bible, 
highlight random verses and nail them to me at the bunny ranch with pay attention you whore like <laughs> really crazy shit but does it make you laugh the end of the day, i just shrug my shoulders at it it's you know i'm not for everyone and that's okay it simply means that I will be better able to reach those that I'm seeking to connect with if I end up being so polarizing and offensive to those that I'm not interested in connecting with in the first place. Like, my message isn't that of hate and stigmatization and judgment. It's of self-acceptance and love, appreciation for who you are, and the bravery to go on an exploratory journey with somebody to learn more about who you are sexually and intimately. That's a negative one. And so it's crazy to have a philosophical conversation with like a, a bunny ranch employee that you never would, uh, I feel like seeing like the show and like a, like my experience with the, my experience with like your place is basically like I seen this shit on like HBO when I was like a child or something. Like I have no experience. It's like, so it's like funny, and then I hear like you talk, and like I sound like it sounds like someone like should George Carlin would be talking about the people or something like. It's like, like yeah, you know I mean, it's like it's like an interesting perspective, and like um, not, I don't know what uh, like people probably hear a lot. You know, it's it's very cool like, energy like was. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, there's so many assumptions that we tend to make about people now. Because we've become such a consumptive society in terms of we're always judging, we're always watching the media, we're always looking to make a perception, we fail to actually get to know who someone is, what the substance of their character is, before we start making judgments about what that person must be like. And it's not just sex workers. It's really in all sectors of society. I work with a number of guests that are disabled, folks that use wheelchairs or different mobility devices, and they always say the same thing to me, which is that people judge them for their chair, for their walker, for their cane, rather than looking at them as the human being first. Prosthetic leg or a missing limb or, oh no, they're using a cane because they're blind and they instantly make assumptions about who that person is, what their life must be like, what their hobbies and interests are, even judgments about their intelligence. Like, I, I have a guest that is blind and oftentimes they say that people talk down to them as if they're a small child. There's this negative assumption that because they're not giving you direct eye contact because, hey, they can't see your eyes, that it somehow must mean that they're less intelligent. And that's not the reality of the situation. And I think that if society was willing to set aside its judgments of people and actually get to know who someone is for the context of their character rather than some other sort of reason, I, I think we'd all be better off. Definitely, yeah, good points. I'm gonna get back to these questions before I promise, like, all these people I'd ask this shit for them. They wanna know, like, uh, Brandon Devine's asking, like, was there anyone that whipped out their dick and you were like, nope, not gonna happen? Oh, absolutely. You think you're the number one reason <laughs> why? Oh, God, are you kidding me? I tell people no all the time. There's <laughs> to be 
There tends to be one unifying reason that would make me say, no, no way, not happening. And that's attitude. If you come into this space with a bad attitude, with negativity towards coworkers, trying to stigmatize or judge or asking inappropriate questions, by all means, I'm going to decline your services and ask you to leave, dude. Like, you've got to treat us with respect. We're sex workers, for God's sake. We're human beings. Like, you can't come into this space and think that you're going to order, like, off of some sort of menu, like, this is a McDonald's. Like, wrong place, my dude. This is not how things work at the Bunny Ranch. It's a conversation that we get to have where we both share ideas until we find an experience that we're both interested in enjoying together. It's about making a connection, not just getting in, getting off, and getting out of there. Right, right. Um, I'll, um, let's see. Brandon Woodward is asking if uh, Woodward, I'm probably butchering fucking names right um, now, is asking if the Bunny Ranch is hiring right now. You know, we are always hiring for various staff positions, everything from drivers to cashiers, shift managers. You are always welcome to apply. And, of course, any ladies listening in, we are always hiring ladies as well. And you can apply for those positions, too. How would, uh, how would one apply? So you would simply apply on the website, bunnyranch.com. And when you scroll to the bottom, you'll see a little section called Be a Bunny. And you'll simply pull out your contact information there. Even if you're not interested in being one of the sex workers, you could use that tab to inquire about other positions, such as driver roles and whatnot, bartendership, and look into opportunities that way, too. That's crazy. Like, you're, you're very thorough and, like, the concept of like telling people listening to this podcast how to die, how to fucking apply to it at the Bunny Ranch is hilarious to me. Um, do, uh, my camera wants to know. It's the other, it's the other happiest place on earth. <laughs> it's a whole experience unto itself. It's for a lot of people, they say it's life changing because in what other universe do you get to walk into a space and feel like a million dollars? get treated like a celebrity, and have beautiful women fawning all over you. Like, that's like really cool to that. It's like a cheat code. It's pretty Perfect. awesome. My I'll tell you, guys, you want to know, uh, they walk around like a million bucks. Down and down. Um, this dude, Mark, I want to know, do you guys give military discounts? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I give discounts to any and all service professionals, including EMTs, doctors, anybody who works in the emergency field, firefighters, policemen, anyone that provides a like a public service. I personally offer a discount to them. Yes. Cool. My girlfriend wanted me to ask you. Like, I asked her one question if she would have one for like a sex worker, and she was like, um. More or less, like, what is, like, your favorite moment of it, like, any of it? Like, what is, like, like, it doesn't, like, what, what was your favorite moment of this career so far or whatever? Ooh, I would have to say my favorite moment, the most memorable thing so far was 
sitting in the Bunny Ranch restaurant on election night, we got the news that we defeated a local measure that was seeking to criminalize the brothels. And then we got the news that Dennis Hoff won his seat and won his race. Even after he had already passed away, he still managed to win. It sounds like such an elating experience. Everybody was laughing and cheering, and it was just so, so positive and wonderful. It was a really good memory. That's fucking cool. That's fucking cool. Uh, Constance Payne is asking, like, her brother is a 37-year-old virgin, and we're going to take him to the Bunny Ranch next year so he can finally lose his virginity. Uh, how much does that cost? So we're not able to discuss exact rates. The reason being is that it's illegal to post rates online that would be considered solicitation. Usually the advice that I give people is to plan for a four to five figure budget, depending on how elaborate of an experience you're looking for, how many hours you're looking to spend with a lady, if you're seeking to leave the property and go out to get a bite to eat or do an activity together. So it's a tremendous, tremendous spectrum. And there's so many different factors that it's really hard to say, bring X. But generally speaking, if you bring a four-figure budget, you're going to have a really nice time. Cool, cool. So, see, I know I feel it's like a, that's interesting for them. Uh, what, um, Janet Jackson wants to know, how old is too old to get into the business asking for a friend? There is no age that is too old. The sheriff's department released the statistics for sex worker work card applications, and there were ladies applying between the ages of 18 and the oldest applicant was 72 years old. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did she get hired? Well, yes. She figured yeah. she was going to get her work card at that point. So she already had doctored, already was working at one of the locations, and then was going through the hire-on process. Equal opportunity employers at Bunny Ranch. I, lo I love it. By all means. I mean, think about it. There isn't an age that we stop having intimate needs, wants, and desires. Our sex lives might change. What we do sexually is probably going to change because let's be real. When you're 50 years old, you're probably not going to be having sex like a, you know, 21-year-old, like, machine maniac anymore. But by all means, the interest and desire to connect and relate to somebody on that most basic level, that's still there. That doesn't go away. That's interesting. What's, um, like, someone's asking, like, what's a fact that not someone would know, or no one would know about you? I should rephrase what they said. A fact that not a lot of people would know about me. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. I'm a, I'm a super nerd. I love Pokemon. I love Dungeons and Dragons. I love Star Wars. 
You better believe the second that we are done with this, I will be signing into my new Disney Plus and watching The Mandalorian because, oh, my God, it looks so good. Like, I'm not a cool kid, even a little bit. I pretty much grew up in a horse barn. I grew up riding horses, taking care of horses, doing farm chores. So I'm pretty much just a super down-to-earth chick who just happens to do a really interesting career. Yeah, yeah. Did you, have you, are you, I'm sorry, um, do you have your underground or like have you went to college at all? What? How, do you have any college experience? Like, have you, like, do you have any degrees or anything? Oh, yes, I have a few different degrees, um, psychology, sociology, as well as a physiology and anatomy degree. And so it's like, um, bachelor's, master's, like, what, are, what, what kind of degrees are these? Bachelor's so far, I'm interested in pursuing eventually a PhD, probably in human sexuality. I haven't decided if that's going to look like more of a sociology degree or more of a psychology degree. I think I'm probably going to move into a probably psychology master's program next. I'm really interested in the cross-sectionality of sexuality with psychology, but there's such a sociology aspect to it as well that it's like, can't I just have a degree in everything? I just, I want to learn all the things. <laughs> have you, um, have you heard anything about this show, like, amongst, like, people you know or anything? Mm-mm. I'm That's not awesome. familiar. You've never heard of my show ever? Wait, which one? The one you're on right now. Oh, no, I've heard of your show before. I thought you said something like a Netflix show, and I'm like, wait, what? I have no idea. That's funny. Like, what, have, what have you heard about this show so far? Oh, God, just really good things. I mean, the fact that you have a really chill vibe, a good energy, and that people ask a lot of great questions. That's funny. I, don't, I just didn't know how to pursue to, like, uh, anyone. You should tell everyone at the Bunny Ranch to listen to your episode. So we can, like, I brag about that. <laughs> so we can brag about that shit. And so I, you're the first person from that, like, it's, it's a legendary brothel, like, honestly. Like, you're the first person we've ever had from there. And, like, uh, how long have you worked there? I've been there for four years now. You hmm. figure many ladies will work in this industry for different lengths of time depending on their goals. Some ladies have short-term goals where they specifically want to pay off a college debt. So they're going to come and work for the summer. Other ladies will work throughout their college education to help offset their schooling so this way they can graduate debt-free. Whereas other ladies like myself have chosen to do this as a career. That's the way that I choose to look at this. I fully intend to do this up until the point that I retire, and I think it's kind of amazing. That is interesting. Uh, my... my uh... My mom told me to stop interviewing porn stars, so I thought it'd be funnier to interview like a sex worker today. Like basically, she's like she's or like, uh, do, can you still do they not call them prostitutes anymore? Are they hookers or whatever words? Or is it just like a is it like an industry wide word where it's just like it's just like uh, this is what we were called now. Almost like like we can't call like a you can't call a short person a midget anymore. We have to like like is it like a like politically correct thing or is there multiple titles for like your position? 
it really comes down to what the individual wants to be called. But generally speaking, sex worker is the preferred term. That's right. Even even the word prostitute, which I do get called a prostitute, and it doesn't offend me. Is that derogatory to most people, though? Is, is like, prostitute a derogatory word? I think, I think it really depends. The problem that I personally have with the word prostitute is that it inherently implies some sort of negativity and stigma where it's not just a word used for a career, but it's also a judgment on those that are doing that type of career. And I think that sex worker is kind of the reclaimed version of prostitute. Yeah, it's like you can't. It's like you can't say like midget anymore. Like certain words, you're like, you're like, what the fuck? Like everyone's like, what the fuck are you gonna say? Like you can't say these words anymore. Like everyone like, tries to freak out about words also. It kind, of, it kind of depends on the individual. I have a couple of coworkers and a couple of friends that are sex workers, and they've kind of reclaimed the term whore. And they've even gone so far to say that it's um it's sacred prostitution and kind of calling back to that old fashioned way of this was once a very normal part of our society. It wasn't stigmatized and judged, it just it just is a part of society, like doctors, like dentists. I mean, you go to a mental health professional when you're feeling depressed. You go to your doctor when you're feeling sick. I feel like you can't make fun. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and you, I feel like you can't make fun of people. You probably make like you probably make more money than me. And like, like, why would I insult? I, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, how how much do you make a year? Probably like. Oh gosh, I mean, for me, it's really not about the money. I am very successful within my career. That's I what I mean. You probably make most successful legal sex worker ever but like that's not the point though the the point isn't like to get in make money be a power it's to <laughs> help people like before i did this i was an emt like the only reason i transitioned out of being an emt is because i found out that i'm actually really squeamish and I can't handle that much blood, so yeah, <laughs> being an EMT is probably crazier than, than working the Bunny Ranch. Honestly, like, like I couldn't imagine seeing like people near death and blood and stuff. Like I feel like I like have a feeling I can't I can't do. What was it? I'm sorry. Too much. I I couldn't handle it long term. I go to I go to college right now. Like. I'm like we going through college, whatever, like like a 33 or whatever, and like um, they'll have this huge EMT nursing department, like build it up, like like yeah, we got we got all the nurse EMT shit. I'm like I am not dealing with fucking these. I'm not like changing diapers and like fucking picking people off highways and shit. But yeah, I'm like <laughs> it just sounds it always just sounds terrifying, like those jobs, like just terrible. Mm-hmm. Like I, I respect any fucking person that could do that shit. Like it's like life saving and like important as fuck. Like it's like way more important yeah, than I am. Me too. It's- it's the reason why I decided to do a servicemen discounter. Service women discount too. We don't discriminate by all means. <laughs> I certainly welcome at the Bunny Ranch too as our couples. It's it's a really cool space where anybody who's over the age of eighteen can come, relax, 
get to know the ladies, get to know themselves better in a way as well. And it's, it's just a really neat experience that I think is worth having if you ever have the chance to come through Nevada. Yeah, it'd be cool to do a podcast there next time. Well, by all means, if you find your way out to Carson City, Nevada, please do let me know. And for anybody listening, email me, alicelittle at bunnyranch.com. You figure I am only available by appointment, and so you do need to plan ahead and let me know when you'd like to meet up and which day. And I have no problems coming in and meeting up with you. We just do have to plan ahead as I have a bit of a crazy schedule. <laughs> That's funny you're so scheduled and uh, well, like, put in your marketing and stuff. You're saying that literally if I go to if I go to Carson City at some point with, like, proper knowledge and shit, like, I can do a podcast with you or and the other people at the Bunny Ranch, what are you More than likely, yes. You figure we'd have to double-check in advance with Madam Suzette, who is the owner and map it out. Yeah. of the company. But mm-hmm. we always welcome folks to come on through, and I have no doubt that with proper planning, we can make it happen. That'd be baller as fuck. Like, uh, like, like you said, like, that'd, be, that'd be sick, though. Yeah, no, I'd, be, I'd be interested in that, too. It's an honor to have you on first. And, like, you seem, like, very well thought out. Very intelligent. Like, how old are you? I am 29 years old. Okay, you sound younger then. Okay, I thought, like, that, you're the same age as me, but I'm 33. I'm, like, 33, so you're, like, a little younger than me, but, like, um, but, but no, you sounded younger, so I was, like, I was, like, what the fuck, to be this smart at, like, how ever old, or even ever, really, is good, but it was just, like, it was interesting, like, that, um, you seem really well fine. What, what are, what's your future look like? Like, what are, what are you working on, and, like, what are you, uh, what are some of your goals and stuff? Well, I have so many different plans for the future, one of which is to see sex work legalized from coast to coast. I want to see it expanded outside of Nevada and brought to the other 49 states. I think that legal sex work is the next multi-billion dollar industry in America. It's going to be the next marijuana revolution in which we're going to see a new service that can be taxed public good. You figure much in the same way that Denver took all that tax money from marijuana and rolled it into its infrastructure, we could do that with brothels literally from coast to coast because I'll tell you, the demand is there and anyone who thinks otherwise is kidding themselves. Sex work has existed within every single corner of our society since the dawn of time. It's been in Egypt. It's been in Japan. It's been in England. It's been in America. It is in America. It is in England. It is in Japan. Even today, sex work exists internationally. And so, It seems so ridiculous to me that we're fighting something that seems so inevitable. Just legalize it, touch it, and do it the right way. Like, you want to fight sex trafficking? Legalize sex work. If that gets to be my legacy in life, it will have been a life well lived. I want to see sex work brought back to the way that it was a part of society, accepted and normalized. 
want to be my vice president. Let's do it. Let's get it like awesome. That would be hilarious. And I think you're, I think you're very, like, I think you're, like, your energy, like, I bet you can do whatever you imagine. And, like, that's, like, that's, that's going to be interesting seeing that happen. Like, you seem, like, smart and, like, you're on a path. Like, your, your stories are interesting how you sell yourself really well on Instagram. And, like, you seem like, like a TV show host or some shit. Like, you, you have, like, that vibe of, like, a, like, of, like, a, like, a TV host or some shit. That's what you remind me of, like. I don't know about all of that. I was just, like, okay. Truth be told, I'm just like a super geeky introvert that just found something that was worth being passionate about. I mean, I think the turning point for me was the very first that somebody emailed me after an experience and said, you saved my life. I was going to kill myself. I thought I was so unlovable, so unworthy so disgusting that nobody would ever touch me. Nobody would ever love me. So I was just going to kill myself, do this, and then be done with it. And you changed my mind. Like, that's, a, that's, that's nice, insane. That's crazy. I never thought that I would be saving lives as a sex worker, like as an EMT, like, yeah, I'm going to go save somebody today. But like, as a sex worker, you don't think about that being a part of what you're doing initially. Like, but this career has made me realize that it really is for so many people so much more than just sex. I, I mean... No, it's about the... They want the, they want the relationship. They want the attachment. It's on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Acceptance, intimacy, love. Without those things, we can't feel completely actualized as humans. It's part of our DNA. We belong together, not alone, not separate. And unfortunately, modern society has driven us further and further apart. I feel like sex work is one of the only professions that's going to be safe from the industrial revolution of robots. Like, oh, that's that's that's, very, that's probably true. Actually, I never thought about it like after automation. Like, yeah, there probably that probably would be the only job that'd be necessary. Like, even that's funny. So do you want to um, throw up any of your uh, social media or anything before we get on here? Of course. You can follow me on Instagram at the Alice Little Official, or you can follow me on Twitter at the Alice Little, which is also my website if you want to check out all my awesome services and sign up for my newsletter, which is thealicelittle.com. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for coming on. Like, we should uh, plan some kind of like segment with you at some point because, like, you seem like very smart and like interesting. And uh, thank you for seriously any time. It has been such a pleasure chatting with you. No doubt. Like, um, you have a good night. I appreciate it. You too. Have a good one.